Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another section session of um, SACPA. We're very excited to start our 53rd season today. Um, during this time of social and physical distancing, SACPA believes it's important to keep engaging with the public on issues of the day. And in order to do so, we are very thankful for the continuing support we receive from the University of Lethbridge, Shaw Spotlight, and the Lethbridge Herald. Today, we have uh, with us Warren Nelson, and the topic is Lethbridge likely to experience response time delays if emergency dispatch is centralized in Calgary. Warren Nelson is the president of the International Association of Firefighter, Firefighters Local 237 in Lethbridge. He has been a, with the Lethbridge Fire Department for over 22 years and is involved in the union since 2001. Thank you so much, Warren, for joining us today. Um, and we look forward to your talk. So please feel free to start. Well, thank you very much for having me on today to address this, uh, this issue. Uh, we've experienced some changes in the last month and I just want to discuss those today and and what we can do to try and prevent this from happening. So if you'll notice, uh, we have uh, Lethbridge just dispatch contract changes and the effects on the communities. This will affect several communities. I'm gonna speak specifically uh, to Lethbridge and how it'll affect us, but it does affect other communities in Southern Alberta. So we'll go to the next slide. So on August 4th, 2020, Alberta Health Services, the Emergency Medical Services or AHS, EMS, announced that it was serving a 180 day notice that it's ending the contract with the Lethbridge Public Safety Communication Center or what we call our PSCC. This came pretty much out of the blue. Our administration with the Lethbridge Fire Department was contacted basically minutes before the public announcement was made. Uh, they were told, like I said, about a half hour before the public announcement was made. There was no previous consultation with, uh, with the department or any of the stakeholders in Southern Alberta. So it was quite a bit of a shock to us that this came out of the blue and, and uh, was being invoked. There had been previous iterations of of them threatening to remove it and centralize it in Calgary. But this time there was nothing, no warm up to it, no warning, and they made the announcement and it took us all by surprise. So what I'm gonna discuss today will, sorry, uh, this means that the Lethbridge PSCC will not not continue dispatching AHS EMS providers in Lethbridge area, including the city of Lethbridge. This function will be moved to AHS dispatch center in Calgary. As it goes right now, if our dispatchers are busy, it does, excess calls do get shunted to Calgary and we've already seen some delays due to that. So I'll be discussing that a bit later. But overall, all of our AHS EMS dispatch service or the EMS work in Southern Alberta is going to be moved to Calgary for dispatch. So slide four. 
Local 237 has grave concerns on how this change will affect our delivery of VMS and fire service to the communities that are served by the Lethbridge PSCC. Our uh, Public Safety Communication Centre, we uh, deal directly with them. Our protocols are set up so that we can have an appropriate response for an integrated service such as ours. Uh, I will go back backtrack a bit that the announcement that was made on August 4th not only affects Lethbridge but it affects the city of Red Deer, the regional municipality with Buffalo and the city of Calgary as well. They're all uh, dispatching, the city is dispatching themselves in those locations as well. Uh, city of Calgary, they're dispatching the AHS units within Calgary, but they're going to move that to a different location within Calgary, and it won't be City of Calgary employees, it'll be AHS employees. Okay, so slide five. So to understand these changes, how these changes are going to affect the delivery of service, I got to go back and discuss the history of the Lethbridge Fire Department and its role in providing first-rate medical services to our community and the role of the dispatch system. So slide six. Lethbridge established its first fire department in 1886. So we have a long history. At that point, it was volunteers. Uh, Shortly into the new century, uh, they became full-time professional firefighters. And in 1912, the next slide, sorry, number seven. Yep. In 1912, the LFD began providing the ambulance service to the city of Lethbridge. It was through the Galt Hospital. Galt Hospital basically bought the ambulance for the department and the department ran it. And slide eight, yep. we are the oldest integrated fire and EMS service that we know of in North America. We've been providing this service longer than AHS has been in existence, which is only 2009. So we've got a long history of providing ambulance service. Uh, we've gone through different iterations as well. And the progression will come up in the next few slides. Oh, sorry. Slide nine, I forgot to add the dates in there, <laughs> my bad. Our dispatchers, they had specific call takers in the 1950s that were answering phones, but they went to a full uh, sort of separate dispatchers in 1970. They were still part of the fire department, but that was their sole job, pardon me, uh, was to take the calls, screen the calls and dispatch. So that started in the 1970s. Slide 10. In 1984, the Lethbridge Fire Department began uh, providing advanced life support when they hired their first two paramedics. So advanced life support, is the in Alberta, the generic term is a paramedic and for basic life support is EMT. In the 1980s, as the slide states, it was, uh, they decided to make the jump to advanced life support, hired two, 
And from that point on, most of the people hired with the Lethbridge Fire Department have been paramedics. There's been a few uh, EMTs, but for the most part, it's been paramedics. So slide 11. So with those paramedics being hired since 84, the Lethbridge Fire Department progressed to providing ALS or advanced life support on all of our apparatus throughout the city. So no matter what's responding, whether it's an ambulance, a pump, a ladder truck, a rescue, we're guaranteed to have one paramedic on there that can provide the advanced life support to the citizens of Lethbridge. It's something that the, the city made a commitment to uh, many years ago. Oh. No. Can you still hear me? I yes. got a warning that I was signed out. Okay. No. Sorry. Uh, the, as I was saying, the city made that commitment many years ago that, that we'd progress to advanced life support. And it's a system that is fairly different than what AHS provides. AHS provides basic life support or advanced life support, depending on what the call is. But no matter what you get in the city of Lethbridge, you're going to have some advanced life support, no matter what. So slide 12. In 2004, the city of Lethbridge merged all of the dispatch service, or I should be more specific, the emergency dispatch services within the city to the Public Safety Communications Center. So this brought the dispatch of police service and the Lethbridge Fire Department all into one entity. They were all in the same room. There was ease of communication at that point, and they basically created a, another department there with the Public Safety Communications Center. Slide 13. In 2009, Alberta Health Services EMS or Emergency Medical Services, actually that's when they became an entity themselves. They became the provider of EMS throughout the province. The LFD became a contract provider to AHS when this consolidation occurred and at the same time the Lethbridge Public Safety Communication Center became a contract provider to them for their dispatch services in the area. So pretty much before 2009, emergency medical services portion of Alberta Health wasn't providing EMS. It was still all municipalities provided EMS. There was a, a separate groups and the municipality could dictate what level of service that they wanted to provide to their citizens. Alberta Health Services EMS, as I said in 2009, became an all-encompassing entity and they were responsible for emergency medical services throughout the province. The only way at that point that you could be an ambulance provider in Lethbridge, or sorry, in Alberta, is to be a contract provider to AHS or the function was being dealt or delivered directly through Alberta Health Services EMS. The dispatch portion of it at that point, they did have regional dispatch. Uh, Lethbridge was one of the regional dispatches, Calgary, Red Deer, Edmonton, uh, Wood Buffalo and Grand Prairie and Peace River were I believe the 
the dispatch services at that point. But again, they were contract providers to Alberta Health Services EMS. So the next slide. Okay. So the Lethbridge PSCC or Public Safety Communication Center provides service to the following departments, the following fire departments. Now this will not change with the removal of AHS EMS, uh, but you can see there's quite a few services that we that we provide services to throughout Southern Alberta. If there's an area in here such as uh, the Crow's Nest Pass, uh, they're provided for already by AHS EMS. So that's just the fire departments that they they dispatch at this point. The next slide, slide 15. The following are the AHS EMS providers that the PSCC currently dispatches. So these are, are directly to AHS EMS units with the exception of Lethbridge Fire Department. So we have Coldale, Picture Butte, Raymond, McGrath, Milk River, Cardston, the Mid Rivers, Glenwood area, and Pincher Creek. And I will qualify the my previous statement. Uh, they're either contract providers to AHS EMS, uh, such as Picture Butte, it's the fire department, runs the ambulance, but they're a contract provider. McGrath is the same, I believe. Uh, Lethbridge, Coldale themselves are direct AHS EMS employees, but we are dispatching them, Milk River, etc. So slide 16. So our current response model for the LFD, as I mentioned earlier, all of our apparatus are advanced life support, which means uh, paramedics on each of our units. When the calls received by our dispatch, they're screened for the appropriate response by dispatch, Alpha, Bravo, Charlie, Delta, and Echo are the are the basic responses. Alpha and Bravo calls, they get a single ambulance, and this is most of the time, I won't say it's all the time, but most of the time a single ambulance, single ambulance. But if no ambulances are available, the city's been emptied or we're in what we call code red, which means all of our resources, our ambulance resources are utilized, an engine, or a ladder or a rescue can be dispatched. And again, depending on the severity, if it's a, for example, a twisted ankle, we probably will just delay the call till till one of the units gets clear. But if it's something a little more severe, falls, uh, broken leg, something like that, we can dispatch the engine or ladder. They can begin assessment, start treatment, give some pain relief, all the things that the EMS crew can do. Progressing to the Charlie, Delta, and Echo calls, those calls get an ambulance and the nearest pump or rescue as well. The reason we do that is we have additional manpower that way. Quite often, severe cases, the if you can have one or two more responders than the two on the ambulance, you can effectively treat them quicker. Uh, any time you have to move the patient, if you're doing, especially if we're doing something like CPR, having those extra hands 
are a great asset. And again, the city of Lethbridge decided years ago that it wanted that type of response, the best response that they could get. And that's what we get. So our staffing model, I'll have a couple more slides in a couple that illustrate this a little better, but during the day shift, we have four ambulances during the day. Plus we have two ambulances that start at 0700 and they end at seven at night. And then we have two more ambulances that begin at noon and end at midnight. So between the hours of 12 and seven during the day, we actually have eight ambulances on the road. Uh, after midnight though, we're down to four ambulances from four until seven in the morning when those other two kick in. So we'll progress to six at seven in the morning and then up to eight ambulances during the day. Next slide just discusses our night shift staffing. There's four ambulances, plus we have four engines or ladders, one rescue and one platoon chief. The ambulance staff are all cross-trained for fire suppression. So unlike some other systems within the province, they've, they've sort of done a parallel system where the fire service is slightly separate from the HS. They're all employees of that fire department, but the ambulance service is solely that. They don't cross over to the fire suppression side of it. I won't speak specifically to what those other departments are doing, but I know each one's a little unique and Lethbridge has, uh, has a truly integrated service where those guys on the ambulance are part of our fire suppression staff and all of the fire suppression staff can actually go and do the same work the ambulance staff is doing. So the ambulance staff are used for firefighting duty. They're part of our minimum manning and our response. And again, that's what the city of Lethbridge decided to, to utilize years ago. And dedicated ambulance is required for all situations where fire staff is entering dangerous situations. So when we're at a fire scene, we not only have the fire response staff, but one of those ambulances that responds to us is solely there in case we encounter any victims within the fire or the, the, uh, the dangerous situation, because it could be a hazmat uh, call. Uh, trench rescue, etc. So if we encounter any victims in that, they're there for that, as well as the firefighting staff themselves. Should that uh, dangerous situation affect them, we have staff right there. We don't have to wait for an ambulance. So slide 18, I'll just describe what this is showing. Currently we have four halls in Lethbridge. We're opening a fifth next spring. Uh, as of this time, the new hall is just going to have an engine or ladder in it with three or with four staff is what the administration is wanting. Uh, because there won't be an ambulance there, we've they're going to try and add staff to that particular unit so that we have adequate staffing. But if you look at this slide, hall one, this is during the day. This would typically be uh, from noon until 7 p.m. This is what our staffing looks like. We have the platoon chief, who's, who's the overall boss of the shift. You have a captain and two firefighters on a pump. 
you have a lieutenant and one other firefighter, EMS worker on the rescue. And then we have three ambulances working out of number one station, each with two staff members. The other three stations have three members on a ladder or pump. And then each of the ambulances has two more uh, fire EMS staff. Now, what happens if there's a call, for example, on the west side, which is our number two fire hall, and that ambulance is in the station, one of those guys from the ambulance actually grabs his gear, moves over to the pump, making it a four-man pump so that we have adequate fire resources. The other one will come along in the ambulance as another vehicle. And the other stations will respond as well, depending on the level of call. But you can see the other stations that would be responding as well would grab one of the guys from the ambulance, put them on the pump temporarily to make it a four-man pump, which is what the industry considers safe. And that's what we'd respond as. So those guys flex during the day between the ambulance and the pump or the ladder, depending on what the call is. If you switch to the nighttime staffing, the next slide, a bunch of those ambulances disappear. We're down to four ambulances throughout the city and the utilization rate of our ambulances, whether it's eight on the road or four, the utilization rate of these are, have gone up exponentially over the last few years. We're doing approximately 20,000 calls a year in the city of Lethbridge, other than Edmonton and Calgary. We are the busiest department in the province and as far as EM, solely EMS calls go, we are still one of the busiest services in the department, or sorry, in the province as well. We we do a huge amount of, of uh, EMS calls for having four 24-hour cars and four supplemental cars. They are, it's, especially during the day, it's rare to have ambulances sitting in the hall. They're usually out on calls. We do, on average, two calls to Calgary a day. So one of those ambulances is gone for six, seven hours at a time. And as I said, it's usually two calls to Calgary during a shift. Uh, quite often, uh, we don't do regular or non-emergency transfers during the night often but we often have emergency transfers to Calgary so that'll take another one or two of these ambulances out of the system for Lethbridge okay so this is a slide we used slide 20 is a, a PR campaign that the fire department did a few years ago where we are truly integrated service this means that that we provide EMS on all our units. We provide fire. There, there's firefighters on every unit as well. And it was just a good demonstration of what we actually do in Lethbridge. So now we'll get into why the consolidation creates concerns for us. That's with slide 21. We can go to slide 22. Many of you are probably um, aware of this this uh, 
information that came out through the city mayor put it out uh, a couple weeks ago current process a 911 caller calls 911 they get a dispatcher right there in in number one station on the third floor and they can dispatch whatever service is required within the city of Lethbridge whether it's EMS fire police both again our protocols are set up so that fire and EMS quite often co-respond on on uh, more life-threatening situations so it's very easy for that one dispatcher to create the call if we go to slide 23 this is what the future process looks like when the call comes in 911 caller will still get a municipal dispatcher here they will ask what service do you need police fire or EMS if they say EMS they have to transfer that call to an AHS 911 dispatcher which is going to be in Calgary that dispatcher will dispatch one of the ambulances and as far as we know or at this time it is still a Lethbridge Fire Department unit that's being contracted to AHS EMS so they're going to be dispatching one of our own units to the location in in the area now if that EMS unit requires fire or police they get their say a good example would be somebody's just not feeling well they get there we have a little alarms on our kit in case it's carbon monoxide their alarm goes off they need fire they have to contact the municipal 911 dispatcher who then will dispatch fire or if they get there and it's a motor vehicle accident they might need both fire and police they have to contact the municipal 911 dispatcher and then they will dispatch the appropriate further response if it was back the other way that same dispatcher could screen the call realize that oh this isn't just an EMS call it's both fire and EMS or we need police there right away it's given to the other dispatcher within our single dispatch center to continue the call one of the big issues that we have with this as well is the connection between the 911 dispatcher and the AHS dispatcher and the EMS back to the 911 the municipal 911 dispatcher is going to rely on technology so uh, computer systems and and uh, integrated systems that sometimes fail uh, we do have a already have a uh, computer system that they can talk to each other but it's not always dependable so when that goes down it's going to be back to an old phone call and have to go through all the information again to be shared so one of the other issues that we have with this is area familiarization on slide 24 just a map of Lethbridge so often dispatchers get calls somebody's out for a walk have no idea where they are they'll say I'm at the dog run well Lethbridge has three large dog runs somebody in Calgary's not going to have an idea which dog run they're at they're just going to oh they're at the dog run and send an ambulance well and everybody here probably knows that our city is so spread out it's a long way from 
from the north side dog run to the one at the south end of the west side. Or they're at the park with the big lake on it. Well, is that Henderson or Nicholas Sharon? Have very, very uh, limited idea, unless it's a specific address. Uh, the dispatchers in Calgary are not going to know which area to send, even which unit to send, let alone exactly where to go. So that's a huge concern for us. Our dispatchers are all familiar with the city, very detailed maps. They live here. They know, okay, if you're at a park and can you see the water tower, that's going to be Henderson Lake. Okay, so slide 25. So delayed response to the closest resource, as I've mentioned many, many times, all of our units are, are ALS. So AHS, EMS do not know the location of our fire resources. They also don't have live tracking of our fire resources. So they won't know where they are in the city. Uh, and often our fire resources are the closest one especially if we're busy or in one of those code red situations where we don't have ambulances available, we can have a response to the home or to the location within a couple minutes if by using our fire resources. And an AHS won't have that capability. For the fire apparatus on slide 26, to be dispatched to a medical emergency, AHS EMS will have to contact Lethbridge PSCC and have the fire resource sent. So as I mentioned earlier, it's a computer interface. They can send the call through that, but often that computer interface goes down or there's issues with it. So they're either gonna have to use the interface or a phone call back to Lethbridge to have that unit dispatched. And again, that will rely on AHS EMS protocols. AHS EMS protocols are not the same as Lethbridge protocols. As I've mentioned, the city has decided years ago that we're going to have an ALS fire system. And because of that, our protocols are unique to city of Calgary, city of Edmonton, Red Deer, etc. Now, if their protocols don't indicate that that should have a pump response, they won't even think of it, a pump won't be sent. That is a big concern to us. We want to make sure that we continue to provide that top-notch service to the citizens of Lethbridge. And the only way we can do that is by maintaining some control of our protocols, which we're not going to have if it's solely AHS EMS. We've already seen delays when those few calls go through Calgary. There's been delays of up to 10 minutes between the EMS unit being dispatched and the, the pump and the pump's been way closer. So we really don't want somebody having, going into cardiac arrest just down the street from one of the fire halls and an EMS unit being dispatched from the west side and it being way too long when we can have resources there within just a couple minutes. Slide 27, once an ambulance is out of area, it often stay in other areas for prolonged time leaving Lethbridge short of coverage. We've seen this when Lethbridge ambulance is, uh, go to Calgary for transfers. They end up doing calls in Calgary. Or more recently, they've been trying to send our ambulances from the Lethbridge area 
to do standby in Okotoks, High River Vulcan, etc., because their units are out. So we're we're robbing Peter to pay Paul for sure in these sort of situations. It it might have a slight benefit to the uh, the community of Vulcan or Okotoks, but with those populations compared to Lethbridge, chances are the next call is going to be back in Lethbridge. So those units should be back in Lethbridge and working to protect our citizens. So slide 28, as I indicated in the earlier slide, ambulance, ambulance staff are part of the fire resources and when utilized away from Lethbridge, it reduces our fire response. So when those units are out doing standbys in Okotoks or High River or wherever, or they're busy doing calls in Calgary, it actually reduces the protection that the city has committed to the citizens. Okay, Lethbridge depends on those that ambulance staff for appropriate resources. And if those ambulances are not available, or if they if we discover that AHS is utilizing them in a different way than was originally agreed, we're gonna have to increase staffing on the fire apparatus just to make sure that the citizens are protected and that the firefighters can do their jobs safely. So slide 29, there's also an increased risk to ambulance staff when fire backup or police are required. Again, they have to contact dispatch again to get them to come to the unit or to the location. Uh, for example, we, we've seen ambulance or EMS staff throughout North America are increasingly being assaulted. So should they get on a scene where they're being assaulted, it's not just a quick radio call anymore. It's a radio call back to HS dispatch. They're gonna have to answer questions about what the problem is. Then AHS EMS is gonna have to contact the Lethbridge Fire Dispatch or the Public Safety Communications Center and contact, get a hold of fire or police in that area to have them dispatched. Another delay, increasing risk to our ambulance staff. Number 30, it works the other way too. If police are on scene, need EMS, there's been somebody assaulted, uh, etc. They need EMS, our, they have to contact our dispatch. Our dispatch has to then make the call to AHS EMS to get a unit dispatched to their location. So it creates more delays. Another big one, unit th or slide 31, is AHS EMS radio system and the LFD radio system are two separate systems. Right now we have, we're able to contact our ambulance crews on one single channel. So it depends that on them switching to that channel when they are on the scene and they have a separate radio to, if it's a fire call, for example. If they're coming on a fire call with us, they grab the green radio that's in there. If they're on an EMS call, they grab the black radio. Again, no direct communication between those other than one channel. It depends heavily on them being on a specific channel to request any backup through our municipal dispatch as well. But again, when AHS EMS has these 
has sole control, they're going to be looking at using specific channels that aren't the mutual aid channel. So huge communication issues can create delays, create safety issues. Okay. So slide 32, what can be done to keep EMS dispatch in Lethbridge? Well, Mayor Spearman and MLA Phillips are doing what they can. They're sort of on the outside looking in at this at this provincial government and, and access to the Minister of Health is limited. So we're requesting that people contact MLA Newdorf at the phone numbers that are listed there or email lethbridgeeast at assemblyab.ca. Or the other thing that you can do is contact Health Minister Tyler Shandro at those contact that contact information as well. Uh, the, as I said near the beginning of my presentation, there have been moves to, to consolidate EMS in the past. Each time the health minister has looked at it and said, no, for these particular services, it makes sense to keep them separate. That's what we're asking health minister Shandro to do. Integrated services, uh, fire EMS services like ourselves, Red Deer, and the municipality of Wood Buffalo, uh, have a unique situation where we can provide direct service to the, to the community in a quicker manner than AHS EMS alone. And I think that the citizens of Lethbridge deserve that and the citizens of Southern Alberta deserve uh, better service than or if the service is there that's better than that AHS can provide, I think we, we should continue to provide it. Now, slide 34, okay, although most relevant to Lethbridge, the issues that I'm discussing today can be applied to other community and services throughout the area. I showed you the list of the communities that we dispatch. Our PSCC members live all over Southern Alberta. We have members from the Crowsness Pass, Pincher Creek, Picture Butte, Milk River, Tabor. All those areas work within our PSCC. And due to that, we have an understanding of the areas and we can dispatch to those areas. And we have more understanding of the areas. We know Pincher Creek, if they're out by the dam, we can give them, get them directions. If they say they're by some little community where just north of Cowley, they can locate that on the map a lot easier than somebody who's never been through the area. So we want to make sure that all the area is protected. And as I said, it's most relevant to Lethbridge because we do have a unique service compared to the other ones, but there's many services on those lists that I showed you. Picture Butte, for example, has both fire and EMS capability as well within their department. If we keep it together, the our dispatch can make sure that those members or those citizens in Picture Butte are covered to the best of their capability as well. So that concludes my presentation here. I'll uh, let Annalise uh, take it from here. Thank you so much, Warren. That was just a fabulous presentation. Um, uh, we have our first question from Knut Peterson. My son-in-law 
is a volunteer firefighter in Caldwell, and he's worried. He's really worried about the coming changes. Can you explain what changes will mean specifically to Caldwell? Okay. Again, I'm I'm here representing our our local and and our members of the PSCC. I'm the president of those members as well. Uh, I don't know the exact contract details in Col in Coldale, but I will give you my opinion the best I can. Uh, Coldale uh, ambulance services are provided by AHS EMS, and the fire department is separate from the H or from the EMS system out there. But Coldale has an excellent fire department out there, and and I don't mean to take anything away from the AHS. Uh, providers either. They're awesome staff. We know them well. Uh, I don't want to detract from, from the service that they provide. The dispatch system though, here with it being in Lethbridge, they know their system better than, than AHS. They know the fire department system better than AHS would know it. So they know whether or not that that fire department could respond appropriately. They can keep track of the, the AHS units that are for Coldale, that work out of Coldale more accurately. They could tell if they're just clearing up at the hospital in Lethbridge that there'll be a short time or should they dispatch a Lethbridge unit out there. We do go out there occasionally, not too often, but, uh, that, but if they can, our dispatchers will recognize more so that there's going to be a delay in AHS EMS and therefore get that fire truck out to those people very much or very similar to what we do in Lethbridge. I know they do EMS work out there as well. A big concern with the volunteer departments though is somebody's going to call 911 and say, oh, we need an ambulance at this rural location because somebody's been hurt. Well, what they're not telling you is that it's a car accident and they actually need the fire department there as well. So that's gonna get missed in the initial dispatch. Whereas if they're all in one room and that information comes to light just a minute later, there's no problem. It's just talk across the room. Hey, we need a fire truck going to that location too, because or a rescue, because this is an MVC. It's not just an injury. So I share my concerns about uh, the smaller areas and the places with volunteer departments. There's excellent volunteer departments in the area that provide top-notch EMS services well, or can provide first responder services. And I'm afraid that we're gonna lose that with AHS EMS becoming the dispatcher for these services. Excellent. Um, we have quite a lot of questions in the queue, so um, we'll just keep going along. Sure. Um, our next question is from Trevor Page. Have you taken this up with our MLAs? What did they say? If not, why not? We, uh, one of our executive has been in communication with Shannon Phillips and, and she's been on this right from the get go. It was literally a couple hours after the announcement was made she made her view very clear we agree with that she wants to keep it within the city of lethbridge and uh 
continue the service the way it go is. Uh, I met and, and one of our other members met with with Emily Newdorf. He uh, he would like it to stay here, but he has a has communication with with uh, Health Minister Shandro. He had the conversation that he'd like it to stay here as well, but I. My feeling was that his he wasn't going to to truly get active on this. He was going to make the request, but wasn't going to spend any of his his so-called political capital on this because there's other other things that he feels could be done for the city, and this wasn't high up on the list to me. I was a little disappointed in that meeting and. Uh, uh, that uh, he wasn't expressing it or going to basically go to bat for the citizens. Uh, we explained much of what I explained today that this is going to put our citizens at risk and should something happen with this, I will be waving a flag and and, and pointing out that we did have an opportunity to change this and, and who, who didn't step up. Okay. Um, Mark Goodall says the East MLA's response to my letter to him was that this was solely an AHS decision and nothing to do with the UPC. He claims AHS is independent of the government. What do you say to this? They are a, they are a separate entity, but their funding comes from the government. The health minister can stop this. Health ministers in the past have stopped it and and they can they can duck behind this this uh description of them as not being a government agency but that's where all their money comes from so somebody uh, on the at the top of this government has to be able to say whoa and put the brakes on it as i said it's happened three times in the past Let's do this again so that the citizens of Lethbridge and Southern Alberta are protected to the best capability. Okay. Our next question comes from Colleen Quintel. How often are we in a condition red right now? And should and could that change under the proposed changes? Okay, good question. I don't have the exact uh, stats. Uh, we haven't retrieved the the data for this presentation again I'm speaking to you as the the union president not not a uh, uh, representative of the fire department but we do enter code red quite often few times a day it varies in duration from several minutes to half hour 40 minutes depending on the day uh, and it does depend on how our units are are utilized a couple weeks ago this is anecdotally uh i was at work and we ended up having two red transfers or or life-threatening condition we had two transfers to calgary after midnight so we have to take those there were only two ambulances left within the city of lethbridge our concern is though that once ahs has sole control over our dispatch service that they're going to utilize these units outside of Lethbridge more and more often and delay their return more and more often, creating more code reds throughout the city. 
and southern Alberta. We've had uh, quite often Coaldales in the same situation or Pincher Creek. We're seeing it more and more as as calls get busier. EMS is a system that doesn't go through recessions or anything. It gets busier all the time. Population ages, more population in an area. Uh, I will note that when we signed the current contract for AHS EMS, having four 24-hour a day ambulances and four of the 12-hour ambulances, our population was only about 84,000. Now that we're over 100,000 and have more and more people coming through the city all the time, our call volume goes up. Okay. Um, Laura Schultz has a second question. Will the... Um, oh, sorry. Laura Schultz's first question is, do you have data to show delays that have occurred when dispatch has been transferred to Calgary? Uh Again, uh, I don't have the data in front of me. We have have experienced though uh, delays. We already know, even when it switched to uh, within our own system, when we had to provide AHS dispatch separately within our own dispatch, that it created about a 30 second delay just with the interface. But on those calls, they're usually the non-life-threatening. If it's a life-threatening call, the EMS dispatcher just turns to fire and says, we got to get them going, and they send out the tones right at that time. It's pretty hard to yell from Calgary to Lethbridge that, oh, we need a fire truck on this, and they hit a button, and it, it begins the dispatch system uh, situation. Personally, uh, I've been on a call ironically just south of the hospital that went through Calgary dispatch this was a couple months ago I was working at the downtown station to a call for a shortness of breath just south of the hospital as we're arriving the Picture Butte ambulance is arriving at the same time they were in Picture Butte when they got dispatched I got back to the station looked at the call it was a 11 to 12 minute delay between EMS being dispatched, Picture Butte EMS, and us being dispatched. Now, that, I don't know if it was a technological delay or they finally realized, oh, this ambulance is 12 minutes out and it's a shortness of breath. We better get something else there. And that's when they came through. That's one of our concerns with the AHS protocols. They AHS EMS protocols are designed for ambulance only. They don't really include fire departments. So they, and with them dealing with the entire province, they'll have issues. Okay, does this community have fire response for this call or does this community? They won't have that quite as clear as our dispatchers do. Okay. And, um, Laurie Schultz has a second question. Um, yes. Will the first paramedic on any first responder vehicle continue under this change? Will the one paramedic on any first responder vehicle continue under this change, rather? Yes. Um, as far as we know right now, the city of Lethbridge has committed to that response. I don't see that changing. All the staff is in place. 
we're not not going to change the staffing model of the fire department. Uh, as long as we're providing first responder service, we we hope, especially the the union hopes that we will continue with advanced life support. And I, in conversations with city administration, that is the feeling of the city as well. Even city council has committed to that. So I believe it will continue. Our concern is how long of a delay is it going to be getting that guy just down the street that's at the fire hall to your door if EMS is delayed. Um, it looks like we're having some audio problems. Um, I'm getting a couple of people typing in saying they that the audio is gone. Okay, audio is oh. back. Great. Okay. Okay. Sorry about that. Um, Ian Huddle has a few comments. Ten years ago, AHS did not realize that BC ambulances would come from come to Alberta hospitals once <laughs> east of the Corbin Bridge. Right. Yeah. And then Colleen Quintel, what can we do as citizens to have our voices heard? Would contacting AHS directly or help? I think you've already mentioned the contact details for our MLA and health minister, but would it mm -hmm. help to uh, directly contact AHS as well? Uh, there may be, may be some benefit to that. I strongly feel that the only thing that's going to stop this at this point is the health minister saying, no, we're putting the brakes on this. AHS has been, as I've said, this is their fourth attempt at doing this. So they've, they've got an ally, I believe, or they think they have an ally in, in Health Minister Shandro. So I think that they're really wanting to push this. For some reason, they want it everything consolidated. They, they keep claiming it's a cost savings. But what is the cost of life? That's that's my question to them. This will this will in in fairly short term we're going to have the loss of life and it's going to be due to delayed response when another unit that's capable of providing that response is just down the street. And so that's my question to them. They say it's 6 million but they they haven't added in there's got to be computer infrastructure to communicate with these other communities. They've got to hire more staff, uh, that sort of thing. So they, they claim that it's a cost savings of $6 million. We beg to differ on that, that number. Uh, but still $6 million, is that, is that what the cost of a life is? And it's going to be more than just one life. There's going to be lives lost in, in, Lethbridge, Red Deer, the the municipality of Wood Buffalo, and Calgary as well. Okay, um, Mayor Spearman has a couple of comments as well on the here. Um, yes. This Mayor Spearman says this is not an AHS decision. I agree that the health minister can overrule the AHS. Health Minister Fred Horn did exactly that in 2014. My recommendation is to write to your MLAs with copies to the Minister of Health and the Premier. The issue is very important issue to Lethbridge and South uh, West Alberta. I strongly encourage people to let the provincial government um, 
people to let the provincial government that their plan will be will reduce the level of services to patients. So that's Mayor Spearman with a couple of comments there. Then we have um, Karen Johnson. Thank you. In my financial career with the city of Lethbridge, I worked extensively on the merge of the emergency dispatch service and the AHSLFD contract for EMS services. This will be a disaster. So that's another comment by Karen Johnson. I'd like to I'd like to thank Karen and the mayor for for joining us and and sharing those comments. Uh, as I said, the the mayor's been very vocal about this, and the mayors of the other communities have been as well. And and uh, it will end up costing lives, and the the mayor has pointed that out, and he's correct in the fact that that AHS is bulldozing their way through. We got to get. We have to let Emily Newdorf know that the citizens are not happy about this and get him to apply some pressure. He's part of the government that's there. He can apply some pressure, but is choosing not to or or putting very little pressure or request on, on Health Minister Shandro. And I agree that the, the financial issues really aren't, well, they're complicated, Again, what's the cost of a life to to the provincial government at this point? That's that's the question I would pose to them. Okay, um, we've got another comment from Ian Huddle. Flexibility of staffing is a major cost saving in staffing costs. So when new systems, so with new systems, you will either more staff or end up with less staff available seems a major backward seems a major backward in care to our citizens to which karen johnson responds exactly in as a city we have relied on the preparedness in time of firefighters for lh las response in a fire unit would you like to comment on those i i agree we have a we have a unique system compared to pretty much any other system in the province. There are other fire departments that have fallen under AHS dispatch, County of Strathcona, so this, the city of Sherwood Park, St. Albert, Spruce Grove, have all fallen under AHS dispatch. And that was back in 2009. They were amalgamated into there. They're seeing delays on their EMS response. Uh, I Again, that's those communities I'm talking in communications with the other union leaders from those they've seen those those delays uh they've had to change their model they've had to uh, city of red deer when they've they began running more of a parallel system where a the ems is separate from fire they had to increase staffing on the fire side to make sure that there's enough firefighters on duty to be able to go to an emergency scene and respond appropriately. Uh, there's the National Fire Protection Agency has recommendations that we have 17 firefighters assembled at a single house, single story house fire. Well, and that's a single room within that to make proper entry to enter safely and to safely extinguish the flames. So 17 members within uh, 12 minutes. 
if we take our ambulance staff out of our system within the city of Lethbridge, that only leaves us with 15 people able to respond to that. So we're not even meeting the minimum standards at that point. So we need those EMS. We either have to have those EMS resources as part of our fire response, or we have to increase our fire response as well. And that'll drive up the cost of emergency services to the city of Lethbridge. And and I hope that, that people note, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a union representative. I'm here discussing delays in response and endangering lives and and keeping our citizens safe. We're going to have a reduction in staff here potentially if we lose this of my members of local 237. I can see that as a possibility depending if we get other other dispatch services in the meantime, but if we lose AHS EMS as part of our dispatch service, we may potentially lose staff. And that's been honestly the the last thing that I'm mentioning because my biggest concern is the safety of the citizens of Lethbridge in this area. And that's what I want our MLA to go to the, the health minister and state we need to stop this for the safety of our citizens. Okay. Um, we have several more questions in the queue. Uh, shouldn't, sure. shouldn't you be getting a petition to the Premier and the Minister of Health together? Well, there's also uh, the mayors have a meeting coming up shortly with the health minister. And I'm hoping that they're successful at that point. If that, if that fails, then we'll look at further steps, such as petitions, uh, at minimum online petitions, but we can start putting the pressure on the MLA, uh, especially MLA Newdorf. As I said, MLA Phillips has been very vocal about this, and uh, the mayor's been vocal about it. I don't think they need any more encouragement, but MLA Newdorf needs some encouragement to stand up for his citizens that he vowed to represent. Okay. And then our final question is from uh, Bev Mundo. Do you believe that this centralization of services will lead to privatization of this service? That is, that is be contracted out to a private company. That, that is a concern. Uh, that's been a concern since AHS EMS took it, took over everything back in 2009. There's always been, been discussion that uh, they wanted it all under one entity they so that they can contract out the entire province's EMS service. They've, If you look at New Brunswick, uh, they've gone through that a couple years ago where uh, private contractors come in. Uh, and within Saskatchewan, there's several private contractors to them now. And I'm not saying there aren't in in, in Alberta, there's several other than fire departments, there are several other contractors providing the service through AHS EMS, but you have to be part or you have to contract to AHS EMS. City of Lethbridge cannot decide to note we're going to pull out from under AHS EMS and set up our own ambulance services like we did pre 2009. But 
the optics of it are that they want it all under one supervisor pretty much uh and that way if a contractor came in and said look we can provide this service to all the citizens of lethbridge for a lot less money and knowing the history of a ucp type government i could see that that happening it is a fear of ours we want to maintain the current service that we have in lethbridge because we honestly feel that it's the best service that can be provided. And as said right near the top, we've been doing it since 1912. So we've been in it for 108 years. AHS has been in existence since 2009. I think our history speaks for itself. Our citizens have been more than satisfied with the, the service that we provide. We provide some of the best EMS and fire service with throughout North America here. And I want to continue that. Excellent. Well, on that note, it uh, seems like an excellent ending. Um, Laurie Schultz wishes to thank you for an excellent presentation. Um, SACPA, Laurie Schultz is our, uh, the president of the board right now, um, and the chairperson. And I would also like to thank you for your time with us today. And, um, do you have any final parting words before we end the live stream? No, I, I'd just like to thank Sakpa and Knut, uh, Annalise, Lori, Colleen for inviting me in the first place. So thank you very much for allowing me to make this presentation to you today. And uh, I look forward to communicating with you in the future. Lovely. Thank you.